0: Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. All right, so I'm just going to share something really brief this morning. Um, And Tim, maybe you can throw up that first slide. Um, Just give that a read. It sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, when I read it, it sounded good. I don't know. Have we changed it? You may be successful wherever you go. Now, if I'm reading that, I'm like, that's pretty good. Now, that's my sermon title for today, but it's also the Word of God for you. You may be successful wherever you may go. How does that sound now? All right, that's a little bit better. We're not giving out books, but, you know, if, if we have to, we can do whatever motivates. You may be successful wherever, wherever you may go. Not just every now and then, wherever you may go. This is from a passage, actually, that God gave Karen before we are stepping into ministry. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Turn to Joshua chapter 1 and we want to just explore that for a few minutes and find out how we can be successful wherever we may go. Let's just pray as you, as you do that. Lord, we pray today that you would come and fill this place with your joy, your excitement, your life, your truth. And Lord, we receive whatever you want to speak to us today. And Lord, I pray that you would release your blessing upon each person. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for, that you're always moving, that you're always up to something. And so we ask that we would tune into you as a body and hear your voice over us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be successful wherever you go. Most of us, if we've lived any sort of years haven't necessarily had that experience in every area of our lives. What I want to talk about today is I believe this is, there's truths in the Bible that are perpetual truths. Even though the Lord was speaking to Joshua in Joshua chapter one and he commands him be strong and courageous, and we'll read that in a moment, you've probably heard it many times be strong and courageous, and then he commands him to do some things. But our lives experience probably isn't one that we could say we have been successful wherever we've been. Every relationship, every situation, every investment, every decision, every walk of life. I've been successful. It's very rare to find someone that could actually say that 100%. But one of these perpetual truths is the Lord speaks through his will to Joshua, but he's speaking to his people. And he's saying, I want you to be successful wherever you go. I want you to be successful. And I believe that's a perpetual truth, as in an ongoing truth. It didn't stop with Joshua. It continues on. It's reoccurring. And that reoccurring truth is one that we can take now, because we're the body of Christ. We're the believers of today. We can take this and say, wow, the will of God... God the Father is that we would actually be successful wherever we go. Isn't that a, quite a dramatic thought? And then we line up our life's experience and we say, well, hang on, I've rarely succeeded how I would have liked to succeed. So, and, but if that's the will of God, why hasn't my life experienced this? And that's why I want us to read um, Joshua chapter 1. And I think we've got it up there actually, Tim, if you want to put it up there. Um, And it says from from verse 7, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Now, the key here is our life's experience is that we haven't necessarily been successful wherever we've been, whatever we've done. But the will of God is that we would be. So what's wrong? Well, the, the, the thing that I can grasp from this is where I've failed and where I haven't got it right, where I haven't been obedient, that's where success hasn't come about. And so the key to being successful in the kingdom is obedience, obedience. It's actually a command. And so if we look at our lives and we think, wow, that that didn't really work out, that didn't really work out. Now, I'm not saying confusing things won't happen and things won't come our way. The issue is, have we been successful navigating our way through that? And I believe there's a successful result available in every situation. I believe there's a successful result available in every situation, even in trials. Even in situations where maybe relation is there's a breakdown, there's an issue. I believe there's a successful resolution that the heart of the Father wants to bring in every situation. The issue is, will we be obedient? Will we listen? See, if we keep reading on here, it says in verse 8, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. The issue is, if we don't know the Word of God, if we don't know the voice of God, we won't have that discerning searchlight in our lives. So we can act in the flesh thinking we're acting in the Spirit. We can act in our own nature thinking we're acting in God's nature, but we're not, because we may not be lining up with the Word of God. But when we line up with the Word of God, We know what the fruits of the Spirit are. We know what His Word is. We know what truth is. And then, because the enemy sometimes appears as angel of light, right? So it's very close to the truth. Very close to the truth. And, you know, uh, we, we had a leader say to us one time, you know, it's strange how the enemy works. The enemy's road runs very similar to the road of God. He operates sometimes very, very similar. So we've got to know the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which pierces the darkness, pierces between bone and marrow, you know, pierces the very inner workings of a man and and actually reveals the truth. And so if we don't meditate on it day and night, and if we don't know the word of God, we're actually going to be meandering in our own nature. And sometimes we can actually think that we're being godly, but we're not. We're actually just flattering ourselves. And so we have to understand that the word of God is the root of all truth and it will bear fruit in our lives if we meditate on it. So there's actually commands here. This, this promise that God gave to Joshua saying, be strong and courageous, you'll be prosperous wherever you go. There's commands before and after it. And, and the first command is that you have to obey all the laws of the, the book, all God's laws. The second command is make sure you are in the Word of God all the time so that you actually know what my commands are. And let's keep reading. Um, And it says, Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If I think of it like a... um, and, you know, this could sound a, a little um, legalistic if you like, but just bear with me. If I think of it like, uh, like a contract, God's giving us an open-ended contract saying you can have whatever you like, so to speak. Okay, you know, bear with me. You can be successful in everything if you, you hear my voice, you obey my commands, and if you be courageous, courageous. So not only do we have to be obedient and know the Word of God, but we've got to be courageous. See, if we, if we hear his voice and we're obedient, he will normally be asking us to do courageous things. There's normally an element of courage associated with the voice of the Lord. Like sending a text to some random stranger, just getting it out there. You might get a slap in the face, but that's okay. That's okay. Okay. If you're being obedient to his voice and you're following his word and you're stepping out in line with all of that then courage comes then you'll be prosperous wherever you go. It's it's such a big statement that it really needs it really needs a lot of thought, I think. Because life's experience is very different than that generally. But I can pinpoint some moments in my life where I have seen uh non-prosperous things events happen but I can pinpoint a moment of disobedience a moment of disobedience I've told the story a number of times about a particular pipe project that just went haywire and we lost millions of dollars and and it really wasn't very fun the fruit of the fruit of that was not fun at all it was terrible and, and it was almost like nothing I could do would sort of resolve this situation. It was just spiraling and spiraling. I'm like, well, it's just going to have to solve itself somehow. But I can pinpoint that fruit right back to the root of a moment of disobedience, where I felt the voice of the Lord uh, prompting me. It wasn't even, he didn't even say anything to me, but he prompted me that I'm acting out of pride, wanting to win this project, but you'll get it anyway. And so I, I, I knew I was. I, I knew I could win it. I went and won it, and it turned out to be the worst thing I ever did. But I can pinpoint it to the moment of disobedience. And there's probably areas of our lives, all of us here, where we can look where disastrous things have happened, or maybe even small, you know, relational issues or whatever it might be, where the hand of the Lord is on us for a moment of obedience, and if we reject it then we reject him and we will suffer the consequences. And, and this isn't you know, a nice, pretty version of things this morning, but it's the truth. We will all live and die ultimately and then we'll face Jesus and he will ask some questions of us. This is a recurring thought image that I keep in my mind almost daily, let's say weekly just to be really safe, is the judgment seat of Christ. And I think it's actually a holy place for all believers to have a picture of the judgment seat and not so that we become legalistic and we forget the loving Father and we forget the goodness of God because it's all relevant. But we have to have that wrapped up in the fact that God is asking you and I to be obedient to our calling in Him. Not just to our calling, but our calling in Him. And there's various times in our life where He will... He will momentarily, often it's very faint, often it's, you can ignore it so easily, you know, it's, it's so light that you, you can basically just say, oh, that was, that was just pizza last night, you know, that was something repeating on me, that was, it just wasn't even the voice of the Lord, but, but it was, it was him, it was him. And especially, I, I've learned, you know, when he, when he comes and he just whispers something, that maybe I'm not feeling comfortable with, he'll give me a few opportunities to respond. Eventually, it'll, it'll die away. And, and maybe he'll just say, okay, have it your way. Have it your way, but you'll suffer the consequences. And there wouldn't be a person in the room who would say, yeah, I, I want you know, some bad stuff to happen. I just want to do my own thing and go my own way. We all as human beings want to prosper. Some people are really scared of a prosperity gospel. I'm not scared of a prosperity gospel. I love a prosperity gospel. Abs- who doesn't? What Christian doesn't want to prosper? What Christian doesn't... Would you rather be sick then? Would you rather be poor? Would you rather be miserable? Would you? I mean, it's just craziness, isn't it? But we get so caught up on this stuff. Of course everyone wants to prosper. And it doesn't even have to have anything to do with money. It can just purely be prospering in our soul, prospering in our relationships. We all want this stuff. And so we just get over ourselves for a moment because most people who get caught up on that stuff are actually just jealous of people who do prosper. And so it's it's an issue that we have to then bring and listen to the voice of the Lord and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? We've talked about this over the last few years. It is a powerful thing. A absolutely powerful thing when believers take personal responsibility for their lives. They don't blame anyone else. They don't blame that guy, that person, that leader, that church, that whatever else. You can go through your whole life blaming everyone else when all along the Lord's hand is just trying to caress us into becoming in a a reality with ourselves of who we are our own weaknesses, our own disobedience. But the goodness of God overcomes all of that and wants to bring a shining light in our lives, wants to bring his truth, wants to bring goodness, wants to prosper you. It doesn't matter how old, how young, he wants to prosper you. Does that sound good? Just give me a wave if prospering sounds good to you. Awesome. Who didn't put up their hand? <laughs> It's, it's really powerful stuff, and it's it's a simple message. It's almost too big a theme to really try and comprehend and tackle because we leave from here going, hmm, that sounded good, that sounded good, but what do I do with that? I'm very practical, and I, I, I'm, I'm a doer. Most of you would know that, a producer. And so I like to produce something out of doing something, you know. And so... Um, one of, those, one of the areas that I love to, to see in our lives, in my life, but, it, but in our lives, is actually us developing the kingdom and activating the kingdom. And, um, and it looks very different for all of us, but it requires obedience. It requires obedience. So this week, my prayer for you would be that, think of this, he wants to prosper you in whatever you're doing this week. But there might be a gap between the resultant effect of being prospered or prospering and our obedience. Are we being obedient to the voice of the Lord? Are we listening into His Word? Are we tuning in onto what He's asking us? Because it's sometimes very different in how we want to act to how He wants us to act. Do you know what I mean? He he wants us to operate in the kingdom realm our flesh nature wants us to operate in the flesh realm the humanistic realm the humanistic realm will bear fruits like a human and it comes out and it it doesn't bear good fruit but kingdom fruit is different kingdom fruit is different the word of god when we get that into us we find we have words of life to give to people we have we see people a little bit differently and we're all on this journey at different levels. And, you know, I was fascinated yesterday. We were um, just out and, um, and there was a, um, a family there from, um, an African family there. I found out later they were from Southern Sudan. And I was just looking at these guys. I was fascinated. They're just stunning looking, like stunning. And I was looking at them just going, wow, I mean, you know, the guy, he could just be I mean he just looked fantastic with his earrings and he looked amazing gold watch just all all the trinkets and you know I appreciate that sort of stuff even if you don't I do I know a lot of you do but you're just you're just closet appreciators of this sort of stuff <laughs> anyway so I'm looking at I'm just thinking I just want to say hello to these guys because they just I mean they look like movie stars and beautiful kids and and so anyway um. I just went over and said, hey, you guys are just, you're amazing, you're amazing, and just got chatting, and, um, you know, it's just one of those little ways of connecting, and, and for me, just, you know, blessing them, I suppose. I didn't get all spiritual, and, um, you know, it's it's one of those things sometimes, you know, okay, is there a word of knowledge coming? Is there not a word of knowledge? It's like, ah, maybe there's a word, but, you know, you don't want to get it wrong, you know, and, and so, um, and it you know, it's weird, isn't it, when you, you just get it wrong. Hey, some, there's someone who's got one wrong. <laughs> you get it wrong and it's just like, oh, train wreck. Okay. But we just keep moving on. We just keep moving on. Obedience. 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 One of the hardest things is to be obedient in the boring things. In the boring things. Marriage. All right, I'm leaving. (laughs) See, all you needed was something random to just get you a little bit stirred up this morning. If I'd known that, I would have pulled that out earlier. (laughs) Operating in marriage together. Together, in obedience. In obedience. What does it look like for a husband to be obedient to the Lord in his family? What does it look like for a wife to be obedient in her marriage to her husband? See, it's it sounded funny, but it's deep. He went quiet really quickly. (laughs) You're just drinking it in, aren't you? Just awesome. But it's true, isn't it? It's true. In some of these very, very little things, some of these very, I mean, marriage is a big thing, But we can just go about our lives and never really think about it. Am I being obedient in my marriage? Am I being obedient with the finances that God's given me? Am I honoring him? He clearly asked me to give give him a tenth or more. Am I being obedient? It's a very little thing. It's actually a huge thing. But if I'm not doing it, don't expect to prosper financially. You might say, well, you know, there's plenty of billionaires who prosper financially. Hey, hey, hey. They're way outside the covenant just now. You can't play by their rules. If you want to play by their rules, then it's a whole different ball game. A whole different ball game, for those outside of Christ. But we're in Christ. So we're meant to be part of the family. And when you're part of the family, you operate by the family rules, don't you? To be part of that family, to receive the inheritance. It's a free gift, but out of obedience flows the inheritance. And so that's how things like prosperity, you'll see some people um and they'll struggle in this area and you know you might ask them the question so you know how's your giving i haven't been able to give for a year and okay end of meeting end of meeting it's just it's just a it's a no-brainer and and there's so many little areas like this that we can look at if we are willing to be obedient it's a huge deal it's a huge deal because we can we can so easily leave from here, just live our normal lives and you know, here he wants he wants to prosper me. He wants to prosper me, but will I be obedient? Will I read his word and find out what's he instructing me to do? What's he teaching me to do? What's he telling me to how 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 am I meant to operate? You know, by reading the word of the god word of God, you hear from the Spirit so much clearer because he uses it as a microphone. He uses it as a microphone to speak to us clearly and loudly. Anyway, I want you to stand this morning. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're so blessed to have you guys. We love you guys and we love that we I love that I can say things that are just weird and you're okay with that. But God's on us for a reason, right? He's on us for a reason. He's, he's positioned you for a reason. It's, it's not just for a momentary passing through earth and et cetera, et cetera. You have a mandate from the Lord. All different arenas, all different walks of life, but you have a mandate personally from Jesus Christ to you. The difference as to whether we'll be successful wherever we go all pivots on our obedience to His Word. Our obedience to His Word. I wasn't really even going to go down this track this morning. I watched Joel Osteen this week and I was just full of positivity. And I was going to give you an amazing 20-minute phenomenal message. I love Joel and I get so much out of that. But for some reason, he just wanted me to highlight obedience. I'm sure I'll be tested this week. I, whenever this happens, I'm, I'm in there. I'm the, Obedience this week. I know. It's, it's probably already happening. But you know we're in this together. We make mistakes, we fail. Today's an opportunity to say, "All right, Lord, I'm going to I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to step into obedience." I'm going to step into you're asking me to do little things, big things, like I talked about there's probably 25,000 things that I could have listed off today, but the Holy Spirit knows. He knows what you need, he knows what I need, and he wants to bring you into a promised land. If you're not in a promised land, he desires you to go into the promised land, a place of blessing, a place flourishing. Sure, there'll be trials, there'll be battles, there'll be things that we'll have to conquer. But if we are obedient to his word, then we will be prosperous. And so I want to just pray this morning. Just close your eyes and you respond however you feel to respond. But Lord, we come before you today and we ask first and foremost, Lord, that you would speak to us, that you would speak to us, Lord. You'd speak to us as a, as a body in Morfitt Vale, Lord, as a community in this region, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us and you would show us your will, your plans, your desires. Lord, where we have not been obedient, even in the little things, today we repent We repent from those things. And you might even want to go through some things just in your mind. You might want to bring some things before the feet of Jesus and lay them at His feet and say, I have resisted being obedient, but this morning I'm laying it at your feet. This morning I'm not just going to leave this place with normal stuff, with all the same stuff. Today is a day I'm making a full-on commitment. I'm actually going to go the journey. I'm actually going to take this serious. The Word of God has asked me to obey. Ask me to begin reading his word, doing the truth. When we begin to do the truth, we live the truth. And it's so powerful. And so, Lord, we lay these things before you today. We ask that you would come by your spirit and help us, enable us to do what is right, to live a life filled with your spirit, filled with fire, filled with truth, filled with love, filled with power. And, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing We ask for increase, Lord Jesus. We ask that you would guide us and lead us so that truly we would prosper in our journey. We would prosper in our journey. We would prosper in our journey. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we're not willing to yield to him, in these areas especially when he highlights an area watch out watch out it doesn't it doesn't result in good stuff i lost about 10 million dollars on that one disobedience so i i know the feeling right that's 10 million dollars worth of ferraris i don't have right that's it's business speak so you can't take that totally literally right but Yeah, just raise your hands if you just want to. I just want to pray and decree over everyone this morning. If you want to receive that, just even begin receiving in faith. Just begin standing in faith. Begin to receive by His Spirit, because it's His Spirit. And He's now your Spirit. And so, Lord, we receive from you. Holy Spirit, I ask as the comforter, as our advocate, our helper, our fire, our power, we ask that you would come this morning and that you would release upon us a fresh awareness of you, a fresh awareness of your voice. Take us deeper. Speak to us clearer. Lord, I pray even this week, some of us would dig into you and would hear from you like never before. I pray for deep revelation, encounters, power, for fresh baptism of fire over some, fresh joy over others, Lord, for your presence to go with us, your spirit, your power. Lord, even this week, that there would be increase of you upon us, in us, through us. Jesus' name. Amen.